Hey, what's going on, everyone? Uh, it is day 261, September 18th. So glad that you're here. My name's Alex, and you guys know Micah. Hi. That's Micah. He's here again. Yes. Um, I made a comment. Either we really like you, <laughs> or I have no friends, because he's been on here a lot. He's basically a staff member, so. I, You know, either way, I'm okay with it. Yeah, so. I like having Micah on. We vibe really well. We talk a lot, so this is really fun. We just like doing this, so I figured... Why not invite him back? So <laughs> it's one of the few times we get together and we don't talk about coffee. Yeah. So we're either talking about coffee or music. Yeah. That's <laughs> or geeking out about our soundboard and music stuff. So yeah. this is definitely something different and we like it. So yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, we're going to dive right in. Um, today's reading was fun, I guess. Um, we're going to dive into Isaiah 29. Um, did you get anything out of that? I don't know. It wasn't. It was a bit dry. Yeah. It was a little dry. So here's the two things that I got out of it. Um, I, I highlighted some things. Sometimes you read the Bible and you're kind of just like, what, what's going on here? Um, basically, here's some theology, right? I wrote it down. Um, where'd it go? In the beginning, there's this person, Ariel. It says, woe to you, Ariel. I'm like, who the heck is Ariel? I yes. didn't know anything about this in the Bible. Um, I don't remember this in Bible college, but then I did because I remember looking through some notes that Ariel um, is... There we go. Ariel uh, means Lion of God. Hmm. Yes. And so they're referring to Jerusalem. And Jerusalem is being very prideful in this moment and being very uh, religious, right? And that's always a thing in the Bible. There's always people that are super religious, and then God comes and, like, messes things up. Um, and basically what's happening is God's speaking to the to Jerusalem, and they're being kind of arrogant. And so he's being, or like I said, prideful, and he's being kind of sarcastic. And um, I was reading somewhere in some commentary and saying the reason why he says Ariel twice is kind of being sarcastic. Like, ooh, you're so cool. You're so uh, mighty. You're the lion of God. And kind of almost like, again, being sarcastic about um, Sli- Jerusalem. Slightly mocking. Yeah. Like, okay, big bad Jerusalem. Because, and here's why. Um, if you start reading down into it, there's this verse that I highlighted. It said that these people come near me with their mouth and honor me, honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And like, that's basically what it is, right? So like these people, these uh, people in Jerusalem are so uh, like, again, prideful of how they worship God. They, they know the, the spiritual language, right? They know how to talk to Jesus or how to talk to God. And um, they know the, the church lingo, I should say. Yeah. Um, but their hearts are far from him. What? And, yeah. It's, you know, it's funny how much these, these old themes. Yeah can be so relevant to even me at times. Um, well, not at times can be relevant to me all the time, <laughs> Yeah, but that, that feeling, you know, I've been a Christian since I was 16 Yeah, and I'm not 16 anymore. <laughs> uh, and, and there's times in my faith and in my walk where I'll admit there you're, you're, you're there on Sunday because it's what you do. Yep. And I'm there to, uh, I'm not there to interact with God necessarily. I'm there because I have obligations or I'm there because um, it's, it's what's expected of me. I know yeah. the lingo and so I'm walking it, yeah. but I'm not necessarily doing it because I'm actively seeking a relationship with Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what these people are doing. They're just, I feel like sometimes we just check off like church or we really know how to look Christian. Mm-hmm. We know how to talk Christianese, right? You've heard that word. Yep. We have worship music on, but yeah, sometimes our hearts are far from it. Um, and one thing I like that he says at the end, it's like in verse 16, 
um, he kind of makes this like analogy of this potter. And um, it's like, does the potter not know anything about the pot? And basically he's like, you can't fool me. I'm God. Yeah. You can't come to me with these words of, you know, again, Christianese and know the Bible and know the law and be religious, but not have it in your heart. Like I can see through that. Yeah. Um, and so that's what, like why he's kind of mocking Jerusalem here because they're walking around with this prideful attitude, with this attitude of we are godly people and we know how to speak the language and we know how to do the things and we know how to look the way, but we're, they're not actually worshiping God. Sure. So I thought that was a really cool, um, just that's something I pulled out of it that even helps me. Like we were saying, like we can't just check off that we're Christians and, and I can't just be like, Oh, I, I led worship this weekend. Yeah. Good. I look like a worship leader on stage, but not live that out in my life and truly worship God with my heart. So absolutely. Yeah. Cool. And then we're going to just go jump right over to Galatians four. Um, so now we're with Paul and he's talking to the church of, uh, Galatia. Gal, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so I can't talk right now. Um, I prefer. Gal, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to help him because <laughs> no, I don't he's know. He's not going to. <laughs> I don't, I'm, speaking is not good for me. I, I sing. Um, but yeah, so now he's coming. He's talking to the Galatian church um, and kind of like a similar thing here. Uh, he's talking about these people, again, who are being religious, yep. who are obeying the law, which is good. Um, and then he's talking about how we are the sons of daughter, sons and daughters of Jesus and how Jesus did on that cross allowed us to have access to God. Um, and the thing that made me think about this, that when we're reading through this, um, Micah, you're a dad. I am. And I know we've talked about your kids here before, so we're going to talk about them again. Basically, what he's saying here is that as a father, as our God, he loves us because he loves us. Mm-hmm. Right? Abba Father, he loves us because of who he is. And we don't have to earn his love. Yes. So I think about you and your kids. You know, I've, I've hung out. I, I go to their house a lot and kids can be crazy. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> You know, I've I've seen them get upset and, you know, I've seen them, you know, do their thing and whatever, like, but you love them. Yeah. And, but you still have laws, right? You still have rules, I should say, not laws in your home. (laughs) I'm going to go to my phone for this one, but that's what stood out. And even backing up, not just Galatians 4, but in Galatians 3, Yeah. um, I have to find the address here, but he was speaking about the law that God or Christ was available to us. We were placed under the guard by his law. Yeah. We were kept in protective custody. So to speak until the way of faith was revealed. Mm-hmm. In another way, the law was our guardian until Christ came. Yeah. And it's interesting to think of like the law being our guardian. Yeah. Cause a lot of times we think of the laws as like just that a law, yeah. something that you can or cannot yeah. do. Yep. And as we've gone through this and we've read the Old Testament, we've heard a lot about laws. <laughs> a lot about laws, yep. But it's interesting <laughs> to, to, again, just to have that paradigm shift a little bit of like, hey, that law is here to protect you. Yeah. And it's it's there out of love. Yep. And, yeah, for and, sure. You know, and, and then it, it does reveal a little bit in that New Testament that as yeah. we get into this, that yeah. the, the law is there, but the law has changed yes. because we have Christ now. Yeah. And... um. So it's very interesting to me as I kind of, that was one thing that I kind of wrestled and, and, yeah. and thought through with this is just that, that love was here. Yep. Even in the Old Testament where sometimes it can feel like that's almost lost yeah. in the, in the yeah. Old Testament God. But to see that those laws were there because he cared for us. Yes. And yeah. he was protecting us. Yeah. And again, same thing with your kids. You put rules in place because you want to protect them. You care for them. Yeah. You love them. Um, if they break a rule, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. You know, you still love them and um, 
yeah, it's just, again, it's there to protect them. And I love that. Um, one thing that I, I found that was interesting too, this is, again, another little theology, like, tib thing that Paul was actually kind of walking through uh, the Galatian church and he wasn't actually supposed to be there for long. Um, and then it says that he got ill and he says, um, as you know, because of my illness, I first preached to you the gospel. And there's some things that, are, that talk about his illness, not sure really what he had, but because of his illness, he had to stay there longer mm-hmm. and he had to preach longer. So he kind of uses time as an opportunity to talk to the church even more. And I feel like that sometimes in our life, you know, we get stuck into a situation where especially right now, everyone wants to move everywhere. Everyone wants to move to Arizona or to Idaho or to some other state because of whatever reason. And maybe you're one of those people right now watching. You're like, oh, I want to move somewhere. But God has kept you somewhere because it's your turn to, you know, speak truth in life and share this word that, you know, you don't have to be slaves to sin or the slaves to the law, but that we have a father who loves us and who wants to give us his inheritance. Well, and it's also interesting to think that he didn't keep him there through yeah. like a means of something cool. Yeah. It wasn't like, <laughs> hey, I'm keeping you here because I'm giving you a bunch of gold or whatever. Yeah. It was, you're sick. You're sick. Yeah. And, and how many times do, do we get in a position like that? And what, what do we want to do? We want to retreat. We yep. want to go away. Yeah. And instead, God used this opportunity to get, to, to keep him in a place. Yep. And then he had to do what God asked him. And so, yeah. I mean, if I get sniffles, I get man flu real bad. And that's the last thing I want yeah, to do yeah. is get out there and like preach to people. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, but it's it's an interesting thought that, that yeah. through uncomfort, uh, you know, it kept him somewhere. Yeah. And instead of wallowing in self-pity or whatever it is, or anger towards God that he wasn't being delivered from his yeah. um, his illness, instead he uses as an opportunity to to capitalize on being somewhere for longer. Yeah, I love that just kind of just like using your circumstances and, you know, or, or looking at your circumstances and using them for good and seeing how God can bless you through it and how you can bless others in that situation, even though it doesn't feel like a blessing to us sometimes. Absolutely. So I love that. Um, cool. Anything else to stick out of you today? I think that's about it for me. Yeah. Today's reading was fun. Um, I love that we get to do this again. We're on day 261. We're almost done through the year and it's been amazing, an amazing journey, just seeing the different things in the Bible and just breaking down old Testament, new Testament, um, and just seeing how God works through all of it. Um, so we hope you keep continuing to uh, log in and listening and being a part of what we're doing here. Uh, but we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>